Canuck Central this hour is brought to you by Andrew Sherritt Limited, your plumbing and heating wholesaler, a proud family-owned BC company helping local business since 1892. We are here at Rogers Arena, Dan Richo and Satyar Shaw, the official pregame show firing up in about a half hour's time. Yannick Hansen is going to join us. If you missed uh, the earlier segments of Canuck Central, you can always find them on the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, subscribe, leave a review. We do appreciate it. But uh, you'll find the mailbag from earlier, our discussion on Connor Garland, and uh, John Garrett just getting into uh, story time uh, over the last half hour as well, which he uh, is always so wont to do. But um, before we get to Yannick, can I get a quick thought on Vladdy's uh, hat trick last night, Sat? Uh, he good. Unbelievable, man. He he's uh, the best part was Garrett Cole just being like, I, <laughs> whatever. Tip your my cap to you, like, yeah. and he was I can't so get ex- you out, man. He was so exasperated too. He's like, I mean, he, he hits two home runs. I go away, and he and he shortens up the swing, goes the the opposite direction to get on base. Like, how, how do I get this guy out? Like, he doesn't yeah. swing like junk. It's uh, it's crazy. You know, that's like the ultimate form of respect when the opponent is just like, all right, hats off to you because uh, you are unplayable on this night. Uh, Yannick Hansen joins us weekly here on Canuck Central. Thanks for this, Yannick. Did you ever have a, a, a night like that where uh, somebody in the opposition was just on a heater and they were unplayable, like you just couldn't stop them no matter what? Uh, I don't know if it's the same in hockey, but but I think now you're seeing sometimes guys have taken over games in ways that uh, there were maybe a couple who could do it back then, but, but hockey is obviously different. Yeah. Um, it's... Uh, it's not basketball in any way where you get three guys and then you can you can run the championship with that. You need uh, it's a team game in an aspect, and and nobody can do it by themselves. Yeah, you might put up the, the highlight reels here and there and, mm-hmm. and feel like you're you're untouchable, but but again, it's 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 almost impossible to do in hockey with with how everybody is and uh, speed and everything. So, but no, you you sometimes you get the sense that yeah, okay. Uh, Things are definitely going in, in this guy's direction right now. Uh, on the flip side of that, when your teammates, the Sedins, would like put, you know, they, they put guys through the washer, right? Especially from 20, 2009 to 2012. I and mean, those guys were some of the best offensive players in the National Hockey League. What, what would the opposition look like? What, what were their faces like when they would have those incredible shifts in games where you couldn't get the puck off of them? Well, it's one of those cases where you have them as self when you're defending. It's like, okay, you tip your hat. You're like, you're better than me. Like, it's good to you. Like, it's like, um, uh, it's just one of those things. You can re- you can't really do anything about it. They just outplay you, outsmart you, uh, outthink you, and and it's that's okay. Like you heard me talk about that on, on the penalty kill as well. Um, if you get beat by perfect plays, so be it. I, I did everything I could. You're better than me, and. Uh, so be it. Uh, and again, it's it's neat to watch. It's not nice to be part of that the highlight package on 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 TSN at night. But again, it's it happens. It happens to everybody. Um, it's it's nice to see because you're like, how the heck did he do that? But again, it's so some people are just a little better than than everybody else at something. And and again, you tip your hat at it. Well, right now, um, Elias Pettersson is on one of these uh, heaters where, especially against Vegas, I mean, they just can't seem to figure out how, how to slow him down. Is 
It just feels like he's playing with supreme confidence, Yannick. Uh, There was a shift the other night where he had a couple of hits on the forecheck, knocking pucks loose. He'll do the reverse hits. He's just – he looks like a completely different player right now. Yeah, he looked like what we were hoping him to be when uh, it was game one of the regular season. And if he had looked like this, uh, Kreener might have still had his job. Um, (laughs) Again, I don't know why it happened early in the year, whether he was – too far removed from playing, uh, still a little bit hurt, but it's night and day, obviously, and, and you can see what it does for the team as well. It gives you so much confidence when your best players are your best players because um, everybody will fall in line and, and play their positions and their roles, and and life is easier. The game is easier. Uh, you don't have to do above and beyond in order to win hockey games. No, you do your, your job out there, and, and, and everything takes care of itself. Um, so again, it's great to see because it was uh, a huge question mark for this organization where he was landing because he, he needs to be their best player. He needs to be their offensive guy, the go-to guy. He needs to be the one driving the offense. And then the other guys need to fall in line afterwards. Um, but again, it, it needs to be him and then everybody else coming in after. If this Vancouver club want to go anywhere, um, he is he is their number one center for for the foreseeable future. So again, he needs to to play that role, and he has been uh, as of late. Well, and it's not just that he's the number one center here. I mean, yes, he he is the number one center, but there are times where he can be the best player on the ice, pretty much no matter who's on the ice. Yeah, there are a few guys that no one's better than at times, like say McDavid or whatever. But like for instance, against Vegas, Jack Eichel. Yeah, removed from injury, but still a really good player. And I don't think there was a question that the best skater on the ice was Elias Pettersson. And when you have a player that can be the best player on the ice in any given day, how big of an advantage is that when you have that guy? Well, we used to, uh, A.V. used to tell us, uh, just don't get scored on him when we win the hockey games. <laughs> and that's kind of the, that's kind of the, the mantra here, because if, be- if, if the game is decided when your best player is on the ice, uh, we'll take our chances when the Twins were in their heydays. If the games are decided when they're on the ice, we'll, we'll win majority of the games. And the ones we lose, so be it. It's their fault. Uh, but if they have to go out and score three three extra goals because uh, the third line has given up two here and there, then it's a different scenario. Um, so, again, you, you want the game being decided when Petey's on the ice, when Bo is on the ice, when Miller's on the ice, and then you take the chances. You want don't want the game decided when you're when your bottom six is on the ice, uh, it's great if they win the games for you, but, but if they swallow goals, um, it's hard for them to keep playing catch-up up, up in, the, in the top six. So again, it's, it's nice to have that matchup as, as well where you're not the one worrying about, oh, who, who are we going to put out against so-and-so? No, it, it's about, oh, who are they going to put out against us? And then we'll just adjust to that. Connor Garland did an interview uh, with The Athletic today, and uh, there's there's one really interesting quote um, where he says, if I'm here next year, I'm going to do things a lot differently. And uh, he was kind of referencing, uh, you know, just moving to a new city and, and getting settled, and he's, he's not still completely settled, but has an idea of, of how to do that going into next year, I guess, but... From a player's perspective, how much is it, is that a life change, Yannick, when, when you do change teams? Uh, it's everything. Uh, hockey is easy. Going into the dressing room is easy. It's, it's 20 guys who want to win. And it's the same, same thing you're talking about. It doesn't matter which dressing room. There might be some different languages here and there, but it, it's hockey. It, it, it's as soon as you remove yourself from the rink. That's when, that's when life really sets in. 
And again, he comes from a completely different world down in, in Phoenix, both in terms of weather and what you're doing on off days and how you're treated and all of these things. So it's, it's life-altering, if you will. Um, so again, it, it, I wouldn't imagine that he wouldn't just get better from here on in. Um, he, he was good in the beginning, uh, had, a, had a rough stretch, uh, starting to produce again. But again, if he can hit that 50-point range, uh, it's everything you can ask of, of him, especially considering um, the way he drives procession, uh, draw penalties. Uh, seems like he's a thorn in the side and the opposition on a lot of the nights as well. So uh, again, he, he's in one of those guys you'd love to, uh, to take another step and another step from him can come from just being comfortable being in Vancouver. He, he also talked about improving his, uh, his shot in that, uh, in that interview. Um, how much can you improve your shot yeah. in the course of an off season, especially with the, the short stick that he has? I, I, I would imagine it's, it's kind of hard to have the velo that the velocity that some other players do when, when you're playing with sh- such a short stick. I, I don't think you can uh, – he's 26, 27. If, if, correct me if I'm wrong here. Yeah. I don't think you're going to get better in those areas right now. Like he, If you wanted to improve your shot, you're shooting a 1,000 pucks uh, a month when you're uh, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, and, and then developing through there. Um, you're hitting a point uh, now where you're uh, you should have figured this out and and kind of settle into a groove and and consistently consistency being a thing now where you're you're always good uh, you don't have the ups and downs uh, in terms of going out and saying oh I'm going to be a better skater uh, with three months of work uh, in your mid twenties I again I, I did not see it happen through my uh, 10 years in the league guys uh, leaving in the off season coming back and like oh wow you you, you changed and you're you're a whole another player and a lot yeah. better at this and this it it happens when you're younger it happens through hard work uh, repetition 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 uh, it's that simple and it doesn't happen late in, later in careers no and that's going to be the big thing and he also uses a very short stick like how much can you how much velocity can you get on a shot when you use a stick as short as his well, he's a little guy too, so I yeah. guess it's all relative to size. Um, again, the, the the longer stick gives you uh, more whip, um, mm. and it gives a better, a little better kick. Uh, but then again, the way he stick handles, I, I would hate to see him play with a longer stick because yeah. all of a sudden it, it hinders his his movement in tight uh, spaces around his skate. So um, again, I, I wouldn't go out and change things if I were him. I played yeah. uh, again. I played with the same stick for. Uh, Almost 15 years, uh, same curve, uh, same flex. Um, they didn't change a whole lot of things. Um, I went out and I experimented here and there in off seasons with, with different curves. And, and yeah, my shot were better if I changed the curve uh, because of the help you can get from uh, the, the heel curve and stuff like that. Uh, but all of a sudden, my, my backhand passing just disappeared uh, and my handling the puck in tight, it's just... You are the player you are. There's a reason you've gotten to the NHL. Um, hone in on those things that got you there and then improve on that instead of going out and, and trying to experiment with something that's completely outside the realm of your uh, expertise, if you will. Well, absolutely. And what I think is interesting, though, is does he feel like what he is isn't good enough here? Because he's playing about 16 minutes a game, two minutes less than what he played in Carolina. I mean, sorry, Arizona. And 
he's never been a guy that's had success on the power play, even in Arizona. And I know you've talked about how his game isn't conducive to it, but I just wonder overall fit-wise, for a guy making $5 million, and if he's playing 16 minutes a game, how do you get him more minutes and involved more and get more out of him offensively if he's not going to play the power play? And is that kind of, I guess, uh, the big question the organization is kind of having about his fit here long-term? Yeah, I don't have a problem with 16 minutes for a $5 million guy because I don't want Petey playing more than 19 at, at 8 or whatever he's making. So it's not that big of a gap. Um, again, it, it all comes back to uh, where does he fit in into the lineup? And is, is he a complementing player to, uh, to Elias Pedersen? Uh, if, you can, if you can fit him in on a line with him, and again, uh, he's not going to get the power play time. Uh, but again, if you're playing top minutes, you're getting second power play. He's a player, in my opinion, who if he if he shows that he doesn't mind blocking shots here and there, he'll he'll fit like hand and glove on a penalty kill as well. Uh, the active stick, the quick feet, the threat to score, uh, quick on the back check, like it, it everything you want from a penalty killer. Granted, he doesn't take face off. Somebody else going to have to do that. But again, if if he shows me that okay I, i'm blocking shots as well because that's the big uh, the big question with a lot of these more skilled guys do they really want to do this um but that's one way to to get your minutes crept up a little bit more uh learning to penalty kill especially if if the number one unit is is sucking up uh, a minute and 40 every single time they're out there yeah, the uh, and the power play is on a heater right now uh, with the way that they've they've been going. Uh, we we've talked a lot about um, you know Luke Shen what he's brought to this team and lately you know Alex Alex Chason has has seen uh, some production uptick as he's getting bigger minutes with all the injuries that the Canucks currently have. There's there's just um, I, I just kind of have an appreciation Yannick for the fundamentals of his game, you know, he's, he's a veteran, you know, he knows the spots he's got to get to. He doesn't always get there, but he, he just has a, a really strong foundation to his game and, and he's getting in the right spots and it's working out for him lately. Yeah, that's what he has to, he has to be in the right spot cause he's not going to get there that quick. Um, so again, it's, it's, uh, he, he's found a niche for himself, if you will. He, he did that with McDavid, uh, for the last three years in Edmonton, that backdoor play, uh, He's a good guy in that front, uh, create a lot of havoc, a lot of chaos. Um, again, the, the, the big knock on him is five on five, um, where, where he seems like he's lost a step or two uh, from where he can be effective there as well. Um, he, he's found a way to be a little bit more productive now. Again, PD has really uh, zoned in, and again, I don't know if he, he's benefiting from that a little bit as well. Um, but but again, he, he's definitely stepped up big, Um He'd made the the loss of Besser almost uh, negligent that you don't notice it really because the power play is clicking. Uh, guys are scoring now, um, so he so he's picked up a lot of that production. From the play up at Colson late in the season, what are you seeing from him that leads you to believe that he can play a bigger role next year and also be productive in doing so? Because he's doing it at what is he nineteen twenty years old, um, and the way he plays, um, so he's not. Um, He's not the guy who is making poor decisions that I would be okay with him making poor decisions because he just doesn't know better. You can see that he played pro in uh, in Russia for the last two or three years, um, and he's been told that you're not turning the puck over on the blue line, you're getting it in here, you're finishing your checks, you're back-checking, and then the offense will come, and, and he plays he plays the right way. Um 
and then he has the skill to, to match up to when things are going, given goals behind the back, uh, scoring goals. Apparently, he's got a hell of a shot. I don't think we've seen a lot of it this year. Uh, we've seen him pick some corners here and there, but every time I hear uh, stories coming out of the dressing rooms, they're talking about, oh, he's got a, he's got a hell of a shot. Um, it's one of those things that you can, uh, yeah, hope, uh, hope will, will shine through once he gets some more minutes consistently as well. Uh, beginning of the year, he saw six and eight minutes a night, and uh, like he, he needs to play a ton of minutes to develop still. He, he's getting more of those minutes now, getting trusted a little bit more. Um, but but yeah, he, it bodes very well the way he has progressed through a very very challenging year uh, coming from Russia, uh, not speaking the language, um, changing coaches. Uh, young guys don't get a lot of trust, especially young guys you can't communicate with. I'm assuming so. It, he, he's had a very challenging uh, year in, in a lot of different aspects, but but he's definitely risen to the occasion and have been a very very positive uh, influence on this club. Is tonight uh, potentially a bit of a trap game with uh, Arizona in town? You know, so many big games. You got the big win over over Vegas the other night, and here's Arizona at the bottom of the league. Um, can, can this kind of a game be a trap game for the Canucks? I hope not. I hope not because it, it, it's one of those where we talked about uh, Detroit, Buffalo. You, you just have to win. You have to win, line yourself up for, for a hell of a game against Dallas a couple of nights from now, um, but, but you can't look past it. Uh, and again, uh, these type of teams, they, they, they love these opportunities to stick, uh, stick a stick in the wheel of one of these teams that are trying to, to make the playoff. And like we can, we can stick it to you guys right now. There's a lot of guys on that team that was here last year. There's like, okay, we probably don't want you guys making the playoff. And, and we, can, we beat you today. We, we, we sink your chances. And you can kind of let them know on the ice too. So it's, uh, uh, there, there's a lot on the line right now. Um, but again, that's positive. Uh, we talked about this uh, months ago with, with playing meaningful games late in the season, and, and they've gotten that in spades right now. Uh, there's a reason we're talking about a, a Phoenix uh, Canucks game here in April uh, that's actually entertaining and people are going to tune into because there's something on the line. And, and that just, it's, it's cadeau to the team for, for how they've found a way to pull them back into the race. Are they going to make the playoff? We, we still don't know. But, but it, it, the outside chance is there. And that's really all you could ask for from, from where they were uh, four months ago. Yeah, I mean, it, it's still such a remarkable turnaround considering how far behind it, it, they were. And for them to win tonight, they probably should still win because even with the injuries, they still have Pedersen and Horvat the way he's going, JT Miller. And, you know, we were talking to Cheech about this earlier and joking around. JT Miller's cooled off the last 13 games, Yannick, and he has 13 points. That kind of shows you how much of a heater he was on before that. But Quinn Hughes is the guy that scored the OT winner the other night. And Boudreaux talked about how... He's a player that's been terrific, and we know how good he is, but he can still be better and improve. And one area he talked about was his shot, and not necessarily getting a better shot, but also utilizing it more. When you look at Quinn's game, and he's never going to be a high big-time goal scorer, but do you think he can be more of a threat with his shot on the power play, which can help the power play overall? Uh, I don't know if he necessarily needs to be a threat for shooting because you have such two uh, shooting wingers. Um, but again, like if you want to, Im- like a, he's very, very young, and you don't start about the, the, the imitating that kind of way. But like, if you watch Colorado and Kyle McCarr, um, that that that's uh, that, that that's what you're hoping for. I'd say they're they're in the similar stature. Phenomenal skaters, move the puck. Uh, McCarr has that shot to him as well. 
Um, but but if he can if he can glide down that road, uh, and I know it's a lot to ask because he is he is a very very good defenseman right now. But but like that would be the the pinnacle. Um, so, so again, when you're talking about where you kind of want him going towards, that's kind of where you want to go. And and again, doing it without being a liability defensively as well. Yannick, you're the best. Uh, we'll talk next week. Thank you. Sounds good. Enjoy the long weekend. You too. There is uh, Yannick Hansen joining us here on Canuck Central. He uh, joins us every week here on the show. Uh, it, it is one of those games, Sat, and it does bring back thoughts of Detroit, of Buffalo, where you knew the Canucks had to have those ones, and they blew it. They didn't play well in either of those games. I was during that seven-game homestand where the Canucks finished below 500 during the seven games. This is kind of one of those spots here again tonight. You did the business against Vegas. You did the business against San Jose last Saturday, but you can't lay an egg here against Arizona. No, you just can't do it, right? And I will say, though, the way this team is playing right now, I would once again be surprised if they don't play hard tonight. Yeah. I, hey, it's hockey. Anything can happen. Sometimes you go out there and play well. Goldie stands on his head and you lose the game. Those things can happen. I don't want to see a lack of preparation tonight. I just have no time for it anymore. And especially in a game like this. They've cost themselves too many times this season. Going back to that seven-game homestand, that Detroit game especially that we talk about. And even Buffalo where they only got a point against them. But the issue was, is, hey, sometimes you're losing against bad teams. You just didn't show up to play that game. And how can you not be ready for an opportunity like that? So more than anything, that's what I want to see here. Come out and play like you know you're going to win this game. Because if you do, hey, at least you put your right foot forward. And too many times this year, they haven't taken advantage of that. They won four games in a row now. It's really trending in the right direction. Just keep it going. It's such a big opportunity. Don't let this one slide by. Uh, a couple of uh, thoughts coming in. Uh, we, we talked to Yannick about Connor Garland improving his shot. Tanbeer saying Kessler improved his shot. Uh, late in his career, so it can be done. Uh, yeah, so, okay, uh, the Kessler thing, and it's, and it's true. You can work on your shot. But So Ryan Kessler scored 21 goals, 26 goals, 25 goals. Then worked on a shot like crazy, scored 41 goals. And after that, scored 22, 25, 20, 21, 22. Yeah. Essentially for his whole career, during the prime of his career, he was a 20-goal scorer. 20, maybe 25. He had one year where he scored 41. And it coincided with an offseason to put a lot of work into his shot. But it's clearly an outlier year for him. He didn't even score 30 outside of that. So I get the Kessler comp, but it's a good one. You can work on your shot. But did he really become a more prolific goal scorer? Because when you score 26 goals and 25 and then score 41 and then only hit 25 once after that, I don't know if he became that much better for one season. Yeah. So I do think some of that stuff is overstated a bit. And I agree. He worked on his shot. And, of course, it helps out. And he had a big year. But I don't know if that, that that work, so to speak, was really the difference maker long term because he wasn't, you know, he didn't become a more prolific goal scorer long term. He had one year. So I, I, I guess the uh, the thought is, you know, can Garland improve his shot a little bit, where you end up with a shooting percentage around ten rather than eight? You know, that's. Again, it's not much. It's three, four goals over the course of a season. Yeah. But, you know, he is taking more shots than anybody else on the team. 
can he score at a little better clip? Right now, uh, I think it's 13 goals on 160 shots, 5 on 5. That works out to 8%. So that's kind of what you're looking at. Uh, 8% is about a league average shot. So Connor Garland's kind of scoring right in that range. I think he's always going to be a guy that he's going to need volume to get goals because his shot is just, it's never going to be lethal. Can he improve it a little bit? Sure, but I don't think he's magically going to have this this great elite shot. Well, and I just wonder with, with his stick, and you know, Yannick explained it perfectly, if you want a bit more velocity, you have to get a Bigger bit of a stick. longer stick. But if you do, you take away your shiftiness and your puck handling ability. So... Can you improve just the accuracy of your shot? I suppose that's something you can work on, but you're not necessarily going to make it that much faster with quicker velocity, and you're certainly not going to have a clapper at your disposal. It is uh, Canucks Central, Dan Richo and Satyar Shaw. The official pregame show is next. Canucks and Coyotes here at Rogers Arena. It's a big one on Sportsnet 650.